The Abstract Athlete Podcast, a collision of art, sports, and science. I'm free like a southern sky, and I'll come down. When the time is right, I can see. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for jumping on with us at The abstract athlete podcast as always we want to say thank you to our listeners and sponsors keep those questions coming to info at the please check out our downloadable daily creative exercises on our website the it also gives information on upcoming events and workshops make sure of course to follow us on all of our social media platforms instagram twitter and facebook Really looking forward today to talking with musician, artist, CBD activist, and entrepreneur, and former NFL offensive lineman Kyle Turley. Going to chat a little bit about his football career, his music career, and how he got involved with CBD and how it saved his life. You can check out his CBD business at NeuroXPF, that is N-E-U-R-O-X-P-F dot com. Please welcome Kyle Turley. Brother, thank you for doing this. <laughs> you bet, man. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. No, man. Like it, it's, uh, we kind of feel like you're totally right in in the world that we uh, we love. Um, you know, somebody that's obviously a high level athlete, but uh, creative um, in multiple ways. So um, I definitely, you know, like always at the beginning of these things, I just kind of want like you know, just to kind of talk about your background and then obviously we'll, we'll get into your, <laughs> you know, the neuro, um, and, um, and talk some about that. But, you know, like I, we always just love to hear the, you know, the background because like, I think you have like such a really cool background and, and especially like you played like so many different sports. You also surf, you're a skateboarder, you're a musician, like you, you actually, like I think the last time we talked, I did not know you actually went to art school when you were at San Diego State, correct? So, I mean, like I, I mean that that's an anomaly, I think, in in a lot of ways. So it's like, I think yeah. you just had like a really cool story. So like, dive in, go wherever you want. Like, we just like to keep these things conversational, anyway. So yeah, it just is what it is. I mean, I'm, it's my life. Uh, you know, I'm uh, fortunate to have some talents. I exercise those talents as often as possible, you know, to enjoy living this life. I, yep. You know, it's uh, it's opportunity every day when you wake up, you know, how are you going to look at it? And um, I've been on both sides of the line of, of, you know, being wanting to get up and live it and wanting not to live it and uh, living it is the way to go. So finding the best pathway, the best, you know, uh, path of least resistance is, is what you should be searching for and put all of your efforts into that path. Yep. Now you, I read that you, uh, all state, you're like a really good baseball player as well. So it's like, do you think like a lot of those and you were a wrestler, like, do you think that those things like really helped you out in your football career as well? Cause you're a big dude, like yes. you're what, six, six, like, I mean, that's big for a baseball player in some, in some ways, but, um, 
I played baseball. I wrestled. Uh, you know, I didn't play football until I was a senior in high school. So football. <laughs> That's was, when I quit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, that was when I finally got to where I said, "Okay, I, I can go play this sport." You know, I feel I feel safe enough to do so. So right. But outside of that, you know, skateboarding, surfing. You know, I just tell kids today to just do everything you can. Especially, I mean, right now I was just on a. Zoom call the other day with an offensive line group from a high school, you know, wanted me to come on and uh, I thought pretty cool. So, you know, went and did it and, yeah. um, um, you know, just telling these kids, I mean, especially like right now, I mean, go do anything you can to increase your athletic ability yep. because at the end of the day, sports are sports and, you know, and all these other facets, uh, it was what I learned from sports and the hard work um, that it took to accomplish, you know, big things that I carried over into music and art and everything else that I wanted to do. You know, you should not be sacrificing anything, you know, for any reason living on this planet uh, other than to do the things that you want to do. Yep. You know? Well, and I think you that's should. a great, like, th that's a great way to say, it because, you know, like Chris and I always, we, when we started this business, it's like, I think when I was growing up, like I always felt that the artists were on this side and the athletes were on this side. And I was kind of like doing both. And it's like, I always felt like the the weird person in both groups. And in some ways, like, you know, I'm sure you kind of had that, that feeling or whatever. And I think that things are changing in some ways. Um, but it's also like, I was talking to, um, I think it was Jay Demerit the other day, we were doing a podcast who played World Cup soccer. And we were talking about the specialization of kids now and like, well, you got to start playing. You're just the one sport that you're good at from this time on. And it's like, yeah. And like what that you're saying exist. is like, do everything. Like, yeah, exactly. That didn't exist. I was just talking to Troy Percival the other day, uh, not too long ago. And, um, you know, that doesn't, ex that didn't exist when we were kids. No. I, every guy that I, I went into that played pro sports, you know, we talk about that now that we're dads and we have these kids and we're in travel baseball and we're in travel this, travel that. It's like, did we have that when you were a kid? No, we didn't do that. No, no, we didn't do that. We all played the same sports. We played football together, baseball together, soccer together, so, uh, wrestled together. Uh, you know, everybody did everything. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, and I think I like it just it's interesting to see how that has kind of changed youth culture in, in, in like that specialization. So I, I don't know. I think it just kind yeah, of it really fun. is. It's, I don't like it. It's nothing that I'm a big fan of. That's oh, I, for sure. I, I agree. So like you out of like, so you grew or you were born in Provo, moved to California, young age, um, then got recruited by some schools, went, ended up going to San Diego state. Um, Again, like, I think it's cool. Like you were studying painting, I think, is that what you told me last time? Or taking art classes in general, um, which mm -hmm. I think is awesome. Uh, and then you went on to become All-American, uh, semifinalist, Outland, and uh, the Remington, correct? Um, and then got drafted, top 10. And like, boom. <laughs> I mean, like, right. that had to be crazy for somebody that, like you just said, you, you started playing football your senior year it's like holy shit like yeah it was even happening. crazier when uh <laughs> the uh the detroit lions said told me when they came back during my senior year and i saw them the scouts 
They said, man, we were hoping you'd come out last year. I was like, what? They're like, yeah, we were going to draft you in the first round. I was like, what? If I came out early as a junior, they were going to draft me. I was like, whoa. That was crazy, man. Uh, It was quite an honor, you know, just a great accomplishment and just a testament to all the coaches and hard work and everything else. At the end of the day, you know, if you commit to something, then good things can happen. Not they can think good things are just not going to happen, but they can happen. Yeah. And you have to give uh, this, yourself that opportunity for that, you know, like to put exactly. it out there. So. Exactly. I decided, I always had a passion for football it, it, from when I was a young kid. I mean, I've got a picture of myself when I was eight years old in a Rams football helmet because my family was Rams fans on my Twitter page and uh, uh, as my header, you know, so yeah. uh, people, people understand I've, I always was ready for that. You know, that was, that was my right. destiny. I, I couldn't not play football and be the player that I was. That was my destiny. Was that the LA Rams? At the, I mean, like that must've been the LA Rams. Yeah, it was okay. LA Rams. My mom grew up in Orange County. Yeah. Just in, in Orange right there by Anaheim where the Rams used to play. Right. No, I'm just thinking because you played for St. Louis Rams, correct? Right. Not the, uh-huh. not the, you know, in like, you know, that bounce back and forth of all that stuff. So yeah. then like you, you, played with the saints you played with the chiefs um i mean you had like injuries like that have been well documented and 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 like i think you to me are a leader in in so many ways in terms of like what you're what you're bringing um to humans i don't want to just say the nfl but i think it like that there's obviously an overlap and i think the way that you're bringing and in particular the the CBD to the NFL link and, and talking about its benefits and how it's benefited you. Like, do you, I mean, talk a little bit about like, we'll jump like way far ahead and we'll come back to music, but like talk how, like how did you get into CBD and, and cannabis in general? Like, because I, I, I do like, I, I think you're at the forefront of change, which I think needs to happen. Um, and it's sad that it doesn't, um, in particular in the NFL where they do, you know, the, the prescription drugs are like so out of hand and w- the damage that it does to your body in so many different ways when cannabis is a plant. And I mean, sure, I, you yeah, know, I know sure. you know this, but it's like, talk about how you got into this. Like, because I think it's, a, you know, like a super interesting story and like really important for people to hear it. No, it is. Every cannabis story is important for people to hear because it exposes what's in everybody. Yeah. You know, this cannabinoid system. It took me going through the trials of uh, pharmaceutical world, you know, to, you know, near suicide um, to understand that I need to find something else. This, these are not good by any, not any one of them. And I've come to find that to be the case and that, you know, the things that I had heard about cannabis, you know, growing up in the era that we live in, the ability to have a smartphone and, you know, be educated uh, was something that uh, I needed to take full advantage of for my health. And as I started to learn more about cannabis, um, you know, I continued to use cannabis in that manner uh, and direct it towards medicinal use and understanding even in the, you know, unpalatable forms of smoking it, um, what could you find in these different strains? Once you find strains that, you know, the ability of them to be medicinal 
overrides the you know component there where your palate isn't there for smoking it uh, when you have true injury and illness and you need something to help you live uh, to help you be motivated and get up and live your life but more so to help you become whole again and be healthy again there's only one thing it turns out that people should be using and that's cannabis and that was what i found and that was my experience and and that drove you to like to start because your company you've had your company for how long is it five years now is it six five um, no i ran into cbd those things uh you know these extractions just started coming on the scene you yep. know about five years ago six years ago and so i um discovered that at a cannabis convention uh, four years ago, five years ago, up in Northern California. I went to the Emerald Cup, which is a huge marijuana convention up in Northern California by Santa Rosa. And um, uh, people were, they had this bar where they were doing these, you know, hits of, of just straight terpenes, uh, CBD. I was like, what's CBD? You know, so I was able to do all these exact extractions of these components of this cannabis plant. Find out what they do. This doesn't make you high. This does. This doesn't. And understanding that was something that I felt to be critical to, you know, this quest to find the true medicine. And that's what it, I discovered in CBD. Right. And the first time that I had the opportunity to use it, it was, you know, media. Like, whoa, wow, this is amazing. The clarity I experienced, the calmness uh, that I experienced uh, just uh, elevated my ability to understand this thing that much more uh, as a true medicine. And I had to go further. And then I met people that had started these companies, understood the business, um, explained that to me and uh, how to get into this business and how easy and attainable it was. And so uh, I knew that with my message uh, as well as my experience, um, a personal story that uh, if I could get this to more people, then more people could have the same experience. And that's been the case. Right. And uh, I'm trying to, is it Jake Plummer that has, has a cannabis? Jake, Jake's involved. He's yeah. uh, doing a lot of stuff. A lot of, I mean, everybody's got a CBD company now, it seems. <laughs> right. um, so, you know, just, which I encourage, I mean, I encourage all these guys to go out and, you know, do it, start your own companies. Right. Saturate the market, get good products to people and you'll see results. And now that's why we have the industry that we have today. But you feel like, and I'm not, I don't want to say that you're doing this, but I think that you are truly at the forefront in particular for the NFL in this regard. And I mean, I think Jake, well, I mean, but I think that that's important because again, like the, well, there's other guys, you know, I mean, yeah. there's guys that got, didn't get looked at. We didn't have the social media era. Right. Um, you know, those individuals like Mark Stepnoski, who was a center for the Dallas Cowboys, yep. 16 years, all pro, you know, everything, won Super Bowls. Uh, Cowboys consult with him still to this day, bring an unbelievably successful guy, but moved to Canada back after he was done playing in the late nineties, early two thousands and said, I'm going to live in Canada. I'm going to yeah. <laughs> give up my American citizenship so I can be in a place that honors my choice of medicine. Right. And uh, that's where he did it. And he went to Canada and you know, he, there was a couple of little stories about it, but nothing, you know, the media didn't care. And I just knew my ability to attack the media. Right. I knew through my experience <laughs> of, <laughs> You know, throwing that helmet and um, you <laughs> yeah, know, do we want to talk about that? 
you know, front row seat to understanding how the media works. Right. I then knew how to push their buttons and I continue to do so today. Yep. Now, I mean, I like, again, I think like you're kind of a champion to human rights, um, which I think is, you know, an outstanding thing to have. Um, and so like back to, you know, again, like since we deal a lot with creativity, like not, not that being an entrepreneur isn't creative, but you started, you were, well, you started your own record label, Gridiron Records. Um, you've recorded, I think two albums, then two EPs, correct? And then you've started, yeah. a, you started a doom. Do you still have your doom? <laughs> I got the doom metal band. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do a personal deal. You know, I just play music, man. Music's a passion. It's always yeah. been a passion. And I had the opportunity to get good at it. And so, you know, and then do it as a career. Um, not many people get to have that opportunity. So I took full advantage of it and had some fun and uh, got some great talents to, you know, bide my time with uh, right. during quarantine. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, at the end of the day, yeah. you know, that that's all it's reduced to. I mean, uh, you know, now look, look at what the world we're living in. I mean, if you don't be, if you, if you can't become successful digitally, then right. I mean, they, they, they've taken away concerts now, yep. you know, no, it, I, don't I, know that, I don't know that those are coming back. No, I, I mean, it's, it's, I just did a podcast with a buddy musician friend of mine that that's what he does. And like, he said, ironically, like, the band has been super creative at this time in terms of like writing, but oh, yeah. you know, like, which I agree, like I've been writing a bunch of music myself and, but yeah, that th there's nothing, where nothing, are you gonna, where's it going? <laughs> right. Nothing replaces the live experience. <laughs> Unless you've got a huge digital platform and yep. you can know how to access that. But even still the, the money is in merch and yep. these artists are not going to be able to survive. Not, not getting all. out on the road. Not and selling all. that merchandise, you know. Yep. So you like, but you moved to Nashville right after you retired. To is that? I mean, like that was intentional in terms yeah. of the the recording and and the music scene there. Correct? Well, my wife is from West Tennessee, okay. so you know she wanted to move out there and uh, have me look at it. I went out there. I was like, wow, this place is amazing. <laughs> Okay, you know, I lived in New Orleans. I lived in New Orleans, St. Louis, Kansas City. Yeah. She followed me around, you know, the whole sports career. Yeah. You know, we lived in Arizona, rehabbing uh, L.A., Hollywood, doing TV, back in the NFL, Kansas City. Um, you know, in California, lived in California, then back. You know, like we lived in fourteen houses. So you know, over the time we've been married, and so. Uh, happy it, to be settled as <laughs> you know Nashville was like you know by that time we were uh, probably number 10 yeah you know 10 house I was just like cool let's go there <laughs> right 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 and yeah we're there and of course the music uh, you know I was passionate about it and I thought well let me mess around some more I just had time on my hands then finally started writing a bunch of music it sounded kind of good so I went out to the open mics and just uh decided to do it you know if i was going to do it i'd have to prove myself in front of these people at the bluebird and right. you know all these other places that you know artists go to uh you know puckett's grocery bluebird cafe um uh god i mean the the, the tin roof um uh the basement um you know these are iconic landmarks in nashville that like 
all these artists have started in. Right. And you have to go through this process of going there, playing these in front of all your peers and all these critical songwriters to know whether or not you got something. Right. And, you know, how, uh, I mean, how, what was that experience like? Like, cause I know, like, I mean, mine was a lesser extent. I played baseball, could have been drafted, but I went to college cause my parents wanted me to blah, blah, blah. And end of stuff. But then I quit school because I should not have been in school. And I started in a band and that, ex yeah. like there was like, you know, I know like, <laughs> that sounds yeah. so stereotypical, but, um, that experience of being on stage is such a different world to me than being on a field. Um, you know, and that, that, and it's different than being like a painter. Like there, I, to me, there's like nothing like being on stage. Like, I mean, I can't, I've never been able to compare it to anything. Um, like, what did you like the, the I mean, like, cause again, like in, in football, for instance, for you, like being in a team sport, like, you know, you're playing in front of 60, 70,000 people, but it's, you know, whatever, you know, it's a team game. But like when you're up there as the guitarist singer, you're vulnerable, like in a completely different way than you ever would have been as an athlete. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it was interesting, you know, I mean, it, um, but, you know, I, just, I guess just football, you know, it gave me the insight into being an entertainer. And I, that's why I went out after it as a career after football i enjoyed being an entertainer i realized i humbled myself at the end of my career enough struggling with injuries and not playing and playing and you know having bad stories written about you instead of being the best all the time uh to the 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 reality that these people really don't care as much as you think they do <laughs> no. you know so so you know this is entertainment to them and uh, why be miserable about it? Be happy about it. Enjoy, enjoy your opportunity that you have to be an entertainer, you know. And uh, I took that on as a football player as well as just being a great football player. But um, into the real world and the music, you know, that allowed me to tap more into that. of Yeah, you know, really becoming one with the, the crowd and, you know, having fun with them, you know. Right. And if you're not having fun, they're not going to have fun, yeah. you know. Um, and, um, you know, whether that's winning or you know, finally getting a good song together and, you know, it, and it goes over the crowd perfectly and everybody's faces, you know, look like you want them to, you, you envision them to look and, and then it pushes you more and you have great shows and, uh, you know, the experience is, is amazing. Uh, it's, it's awesome. Whether our motto was five or 5,000, you know, it didn't matter if you played in front of five people or 5,000, yep. you know, you give your, you give your best, you know, yeah. I lived that motto. I remember playing in front of 10,000 people one day and literally the next time we played out, we played in front of 20 and it's just <laughs> like, I mean, it's not, that's yeah. literally not a joke. Yeah. And, yeah. and like there, that it, you have to give it because those 20 people that are there, it's like, I just watched that documentary last night, uh, the last dance, Michael Jordan. And the one guy said, you know, like he wanted to, to if, if he was healthy, he wanted to play, and give it his all because that could be the only time that somebody saw him. And that's the way right. that like, like, you know, like that's the way that I always thought about yeah. playing. It's like, this could be the only time yeah. this person ever saw you play. Uh, so, well, who do you, who, totally. do, you, who do you listen to? Well, and then there's that too. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm this football guy. People come to see a show. Right. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> they, they just expect this thing. I, I, I had to go the extra mile to get them to, to understand prove. that. Yep. that I'm not just a football player, you yep. know what I mean? That I actually, that uh, trying to get, for, get people to forget about 
Kyle Turley, the football player, for a moment. Right, just right, right. for the few minutes that this song's playing. I mean, yeah. your shit's great. Like, I mean, I've, I've, I've over the last couple of months, I've listened to everything. Except for I can't yeah, I find it. I can't find the Doom thing. <laughs> Did you ever release anything? Musically? Yeah, you got some. There's some stuff on YouTube. Go to just okay. I'll go to you. I was looking. Okay, I think I was Put looking. Some old stuff, just some yeah. crappy recordings. <laughs> there's some stuff on uh, YouTube. That's all right. Delta Doom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I did it. So, who do you like? Curiosity wise, like, who do you listen to? Because it does seem like it's you know. I think you describe your music as country metal almost. Um, power country. Power country. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think know, I've man. seen. Who, who do you listen to? Like, what are like inspirations for you? Like, uh, for me, music is just uh, you know I love all music. I listen from everything. I, I mean, yeah. there's probably I can probably name the genre. I don't listen to uh, like R and B's as much, but I like a lot of rap. Uh, I like, uh, I mean, metal and uh, you know all these things, but like doom metal. Yeah. Uh, to goth metal, to you know, speed metal, thrash metal. I know my metal. Like you yeah. know, to just playing Metallica, heavy metal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I love all metal, and yeah. uh, and then uh, you know, on the reggae side, huge reggae fan. Um, you know, just from I mean, that was the first music I bought was a Bob Marley tape. Oh wow! Uh, you know, people don't know what like tapes a, are anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, uh, you know, so music's always just been kind of everything, you know, all the oldies I was raised, my dad, uh, my mom on, um, uh, like the Eagles and the beach boys, Jan and Dean, and, um, you know, like all these old surf fans, Dick Dale, yeah. um, you know, I, I mean, so for like concerts that I've been to and people that I know is from like the Deftones to Slayer to Pantera yeah. to Dick Dale and George Jones and David Allen Coe, and, yeah. you know, and then, uh, and that all seeps into your you music know? though. I think you can actually, yeah. I don't think I would have known the reggae. So now I'm not going to have to listen back and see if there's any like inklings of like some reggae influenced in there. Well, there's a lot of Bob Marley lyrics in yeah. there. Uh, uh, embedded in my music. Right. Yes. Oh, no, that's cool. Just wanted to take a second to remind everyone to check out Kyle's site at neuroxpf, that's N-E-U-R-O-X-P-F dot com. And do not forget to check out our website, theabstractathlete.com for free downloadable daily creative exercises. So I like do you still I think I saw recently you'd bought some uh, some canvases. I do I do I take from that that you're painting? Or was yeah, that the kids? I did. Uh, I, I opened up a, a marijuana dispensary out here, so I painted a picture for the dispensary. Um, nice. And I got a good deal. They were smoking deal. They were having it. Uh, Hobby Lobby, I think it was. Yeah. On can on canvases uh, at the time, and it was like three for one. Yeah. And it was like on any of them, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, and they were like on super discount, so it was like, I'll take them like, all. Uh, it was like 50 bucks or something for this massive canvas, yeah. uh, you know, three by five, you know, huge three foot by five foot canvas. 
Um, and it was, and it was like three for one. Yeah. And it was like super discounted already. I was like, all right. <laughs> like walking out of the store and just all these huge canvases. Yeah. Um, and you know, yeah, I want to always kind of, you know, just like music, I got to keep doing it. At some point yeah. it hits me and I got to go do it. You know? I mean, do you uh, feel like surfing art, yeah. music, football i still have to coach football to get it out you uh, also was gonna you you still do coach yeah yeah, yeah that's awesome coach kids uh training for the combine give them you know that knowledge that i got that's where i made my money was showing up and being ready and prepared yeah. and i know the the little secrets of the trade to get a good 40 yard dash time and yeah, yeah. you know help help guys understand the value of you know performing with those opportunities um, a little bit better than most trainers, uh, you know, because I lived it and I understand it. And uh, uh, that was my life, you know, and that's where I, I made my impact most yep. and have prided myself on, you know, the details, the technicalities of the sport, you know, being a bit more technical was how I survived, you know, on top of the, you know, trying to bring out in these kids the nature of, of what it takes to become a football player you know, in mental aspect, uh, you know, and, and how, and I think that, but I, that's what I think turn, what, you can turn yourself into somebody. That's what I think that you're like such a great story and, and probably an incredible mentor slash teacher coach, whatever you want to call it, because you have experienced it. You've experienced, you know, the injuries you've experienced, like you, you like had a dramatic weight loss, right? Correct. When, when you were with the Rams, that you got in, in a shit storm with your coach about, you know, and it's like all these things and, and you, and you're open about it. Like, that's the, what I think is important is like you, like there, you don't hold anything back. You like tell your story about your, your battles with prescription and, 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 and the darkness and, and suicidal stuff. And like to, to tell those stories, I think it's important because it allows others to, to breathe for lack of a better way to say it, you know? Um, well, that's why I do it, you know, because yeah. I, I know that I'm not alone. I know that right. other people are feeling this way. If I'm feeling this way and I have everything to live for, what, th there's so many people that uh, have so much less that are likely in the same mindset and others that have everything I have and they're in the same mindset, right? you know, and then understanding what happened to our brains and football, you know, that this is, you know, really important what's underneath here. Uh, unfortunately, we were conditioned to not believe that that was the case, that this was a big issue. And it is, and it's the biggest issue. So explain to people the things that I've learned through understanding CTE, all the things that lead to that, and, you know, how it's truly in everyone that's ever had a traumatic brain injury, period, yeah. let alone football players, and how to address those things, how to, you know, uh, address those medically, physically, dietarily, um, you know, nutrition wise, those things are important. It's important for those that have a voice that have had these experiences to give that back because people need to know and understand they're not alone right. and they, they truly aren't, you know, and, and if I can help somebody um, through explaining the process of why I'm where I am today um, and whether that was good or bad at the time, uh, it was going to help somebody else. Realize and you were, you were diagnosed in 2015, correct? With CTE? Um, uh, somewhere in there? No, probably is 20. I met Chris Nowinski at a retired player conference, I think in like 2000, 
early like 2010, 11, okay. 10, 11, 12, maybe. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, a long time ago, man. And you were part, you were part of the, the lawsuit with, yeah, with the right in the beginning. Right. I learned yeah. about all this stuff right when it all was coming up. Well, no, see, like the the thing is, I think the the reason why I initially reached out to you is because, again, like Chris and I started this company with you know obviously the mental wellness component attached to it, but we like one of the first things we talked about when we were brainstorming about this idea was CTE. Like, do we have CTE? Like, I've had. I mean, I remember a football game in high school where I do not remember the bus ride home. And, you know, because I had, a, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it. Yeah. And like, and yeah. so like we, we started, you know, talking, does, does creativity shift the, the, the way the brain works or the mind works? And, and so it's like, that's literally how we started, you know, conceptually. And then like, you know, knowing your story and then finding out that, you know, a you're a musician, but then finding out that like you took art classes to me, it's just like again, you're ahead of the curve in terms of like thinking for me, um, because again, like I don't think a lot of, particularly like student athletes, don't think about the benefit of creativity. Um, yeah. You know, well for me it was necessity. Yeah, uh, it wasn't. <laughs> I was creative. I loved art, but it was that I needed to find something I could pass classes do. Right. <laughs> You know, at the end of the day, I, I I wasn't doing good in the other classes. Well, that's why art, I quit. That's why I quit school. Art, first time. It was my, I would always get a great grade when I look at my report card. It was always a great grade. Why? Because you just show up and yep. you just do the work. Art is art. Yep. There's no judgment. Yep. The teacher can criticize all they want. At the end of the day, you get an A. Yep. And, you know, for me, other schooling and as far as, you know, the, the scholastics were concerned, it was quite difficult for me. That wasn't my side of the brain. Yep. And um, so I know the feeling. I yeah. know. So the I feeling. just took the again. I took the path of least resistance, right? So that I could live my dream, which was and the only reason I went to college right. was to go to the NFL. Yep. You know, and it wasn't to go there to get a degree. Yeah, and, and you're still living yeah. the dream because you're still doing the things you love. Like you said, like that's exactly. It's almost like full circle of this conversation. Like, yeah, doing- I, I didn't have an interest. I mean, I tell kids, I'm, I talk to them like, look, if you could be a doctor. Go, go study that. If you be a biology major yep. and go be a doctor and you get straight A's and that stuff, man, oh my gosh, I wish I could have had that ability, you know, but I didn't. And so I had to accept the things I cannot change and change the things I can, you know? Yep. So I keep that mantra. And for me in schooling, it was, again, the path of least resistance to get me where I needed to go. And that was to be at practice every day. Yep. And you couldn't do that if you didn't get your grades. Yep. Yeah. Now I, I, <laughs> this is exactly, I, I, I am, I'm a visual learner. Like, like, so I, like when I'm sitting in these other classes and I like, I'm so glad I never have to take a test the rest of my life. So. Right. But, yeah, exactly. Um, well, Ridiculous. brother, like I know you're sorry. a busy man. Um, I'm sorry, man. It's been a long day. I did no, a big run today. Uh, good, you know, super busy. <laughs> I drove from, I, uh, we left 6am this morning. I drove up to mountain center uh, which is about an hour and a half up in the mountains to look at some projects back to San Diego, which was another hour and a half drive uh, to look at another project back then to Paris, California, which is another hour and a half drive. Uh, <laughs> like, so literally just did a hot lap of Southern California. Right. Uh, I'm dead. 
It's nap time, man. Just so I could, just so I could be on your podcast. See, no, and dude, yeah. like again, like we totally. Pre- I mean, do you want to say anything more about neuro? I mean, no, just if, I, you, need, if you want to try CBD, if you yeah. haven't tried CBD, go to neuroxpf.com. I can't talk for any of these other companies. Yeah. Charlotte's Web's a great brand. That's about the only one that I've ever met. You know, everybody else is just you know using anything they can to sell you CBD yeah. and dilute the crap out of their products. Um, I can guarantee you that if you want an experience in CBD, try my product. Yeah. And that's because I I went to the right people that are that are making the best products possible in this country that have the most consistency, the most quality. And I've tested them against every other one before I put my name behind it. Um, And this helps me, helps my family every day, everyone around us, you. um, This is CBD. If you want to know what CBD can do for you, buy NeuroXPF and you will understand it. Use it daily and within about a week to two weeks, you will clearly see how you you have been needing this your whole life and how this can help you live so much longer. Yeah. Now, and I think that's, again, like we will, we'll obviously put up, put up uh, info on, on uh, the podcast. And, uh, and, and I I guess the last, the last thing that I like, any, any music coming out, like you recording anything you like, yeah, I'm working on some music constantly. Okay. got some stuff in the works, hoping to get in the studio soon. Sweet. Being in California is a little difficult. The studios aren't like Nashville and right. you know, <laughs> uh, just right around the corner, you know, yep. across the street. Uh, you can record directly into your computer now. My God, it's unreal. Yeah, you can, but it's still not it's the diff- same no, sound, no. Yeah. you know? Those rooms are special and uh, yep. recording music in those makes the difference when it comes out on the radio. That's for oh, sure. 100%. Um, so I'm looking for some opportunities to get back to Nashville here, hopefully by the end of the year, hopefully before the, the summer's over. Uh, to, if you do, uh, I, got a, I got a yeah. buddy there that's a, a pretty well-known musician. Um, that well, I've got prob- the studio. Probably, I, I record yeah. all my tracks at Treasure Isle Studio. Oh, sweet. Uh, in uh, Barry Hill where yep. Jason Aldean has cut every yep. uh, one of his records. My guys that uh, I actually have grown up with uh, my wife's friends from high school. Uh, they, they record all of Jason Aldean's music and all these huge, big stars. Um, and uh, you know, so I got great people I work with. I just need to get back there and scheduling's you know, the biggest deal. And, yeah. uh, but I've got some great music coming out uh, Sweet. and eventually it will. Cool. Awesome. That's great. Um, speaking of which, thank you again, but, uh, cool to use one of your songs in the, cool. in the podcast. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. All right, brother, we're, we'll stay in touch. Um, as always, cause again, like when we start getting back to these, uh, events, we want you there. We want you to, to come out and play. And if you have a hey, painting, man. painting to give us, get the stage. We, yeah, that's enough. It'd, it'd be epic. All right, dude. Like, thank you again. Um, like I said, we'll be in touch. I'll let you know when Thank this you. comes out. Thank you. I appreciate out. the opportunity. And it's no, great to be with always. you. Yeah, man. Cool. Thank you, Take brother. Care. Be Later, well. brother. All you right. too. Bye. Give me some COVID knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Later. Later. Thanks again to Kyle for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. We really appreciate his time and his incredible stories and insight. Again, make sure to stop by his site, NeuroXPF, that's N-E-U-R-O, 
xpf.com. Please stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and our social media outlets for future events, pop-up exhibits, podcasts, and other information. See you on our next podcast when we talk with artist, mentor, entrepreneur, and survivor, Jaraz Jenkins. Thanks again, and don't forget to exercise the body and exercise the mind. Stay safe out there.